Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. How to decide what stays. Mm, what stays in your house when you Hopefully you're... it's me. I get to stay. Yeah, you get to stay. Okay, awesome. That's, you're not a what. Oh. You're a who. I'm a who? I'm so, Ken Decker. And I'm Yetta Decker, and we're talking about the inside track on real estate, and what we're specifically talking about is what gets to stay in your home when you are making a move or considering a move or even just living in it. So when it comes to stuff, we've really broken it down into five basic categories. So you get to decide. You know what's crazy? What? Every time you say stuff, yeah. I think of the Madame Blueberry Veggie Tail Stuff Marts. Yeah, and her house didn't it collapse because she had too much stuff. It was a treehouse, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was yeah. a treehouse. Yes, yeah. it was a great little video. And it, it, that's actually what we built our entire real estate career on. No, that's actually not true. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Somebody save me. <laughs> so the idea of stuff, though, really does, a lot of it comes out of that very show. So I'm happy that you love that little show. So people all the time, you may have asked me, what do I keep? What do I get rid of? Like, how do I decide this stuff? So how do you decide what stays? Well, the first thing is decide what category. So we're going to give you the five categories. And then from there, we'll expand a little bit in... Two, what do you do? How do you navigate each category? So the first is, do I keep it? Like, is it something that stays put right where it is because I got to keep it where it is because I use it every single day? It either brings me a lot of joy or it's something that I use. So my coffee maker, if I was a coffee maker, drinker, coffee drinker, I would keep because... I can't do without it. Now, I may tuck it into a cupboard during showings just because it fills the counter and it makes the counter look smaller. So we're less about the staging aspect today, except really thinking about what are we going to keep. So if I'm using it every single day, I'm probably going to keep it. And I'm probably going to keep it close to where it is, or I may relocate it somewhere else in my house. So keep it and relocate it really fit in the same number one category. Mm-hmm. Right? You just got to decide, does it, re- does it work better in my house relocated while it's on the market? So what are we going to keep? Things that we're going to use every day and things that bring us immense joy. And really, we're going to also keep those things that we don't think are going to be a turn off to potential buyers. Because I've seen things in houses that I wish I hadn't seen. And my buyers have seen things in houses. They yeah, wish they hadn't seen. When you're selling your house, the boudoir painting should probably go away. Probably, especially the photo mm-hmm. or photos. Yeah, those don't need to store be... Store those. Store those. You can keep them. <laughs> it's just store it with the back to the wall or the front of the picture to the wall or in, better yet, in a box. Yeah. Put them in a box. So keep it and keep it kind of where it is or relocate it somewhere in the house. So that's number one category. Number two category is store it. So that's a perfect example of something you want to keep and really you want to store because you don't need it day to day and it may do more harm than good when you're on the market. What else might you store? What might you store? Yeah, what else? What are some of those other criteria? You could store fabric for 30 years that 
you know, in Rubbermaid bins. <laughs> you could. So that's a really important thing to store. So he's trying to tell you that I have fabric from when I was a manager of Fabricland, and I invested all of my income. years ago. All of my income on fabric, and I have given much of it away. Thank I have goodness. sewn some things. However, I've probably not sewn anything in F. Wow. No, it's not that long. <laughs> yes, since you started real estate. And yeah, so you might need to store that. Or you might decide that that is something you're going to give or gift somebody with. And I've gifted much of that fabric. Yes, and I still have some. And I gifted the yarn and I gifted a lot of the craft supplies and that kind of stuff. Yes. There is still things yes. stored that probably could be given or gifted. So if you're looking for things like that, just reach out to me. Email me info <laughs> at Decker Team or connect with me on Facebook, better yet, private message me and just say, yet I hear you got some stuff you've been storing and it's time to give it or gift it. So there you go. Give it or gift it. And that could be to charity. It could be to a friend. There are so many different opportunities today to give things away. There's so many swap um, websites. There's um, our bearer newsletter. If you want to give something, often that's a great way to give it to somebody in the community. And then the other one is you may say, there's a lot of value to that. And I could make a pretty little sum by Rather than giving it or gifting it, I could sell it. So if it's something that has a lot of value, it may be worth the effort of selling it. You can sell it on consignment at certain shops, especially clothing and things like that. Or you could sell it on eBay, which is apparently all the craze. And we have in the past Kijiji, the bearer newsletter. You can sell it there. And then the last but not least is you could toss it. And I put toss it last because we don't need to What's fill up our land. Mean? That means throw it away. Oh, okay. like throw it, chuck it, dark garbage it. It's finished. It's done. And if it's one of those things that you haven't been able to give, you haven't been able to gift, you haven't been able to sell, and it's you thinking, okay, it's time to toss it. Maybe put it out just a little early on garbage day. And somebody might just choose to gift themselves with the thing you thought you were going to toss. I got a great painting the other day, not a painting, a little thing with a sign on it. And I was having this thought on my way, thinking about just life and philosophy and my life philosophy and those kinds of things. And as I drove down the street, and I was going to facilitate a work Canada meeting, actually, where we were talking about vision and future and living life to the full. What did you pick up? 16 by 16 picture with the exact words on it that I needed for my meeting that I was walking into. Four doors away from my house. First time I've ever picked anything up from our street. It was There's perfect. There's some gems on our street. I think because we're, we live in a fairly affluent neighborhood and people put stuff out all the time that says free on it or whatever. And um, yeah, so it's kind of like, you know how people circle through garage sale areas? People circle through our subdivision on garbage day <laughs> to see what's out there. Yeah. It can be pretty interesting. It can. So toss it doesn't necessarily mean fill the landfill site. It may even mean gifting it or giving it in kind of a unique way. Now, estate sales. If you're in 
and you've got a lot of stuff. A house full of stuff. A house full. It may be too difficult because we've had a lot of clients in previous years go, it's a lot of stuff. I know I have to go through the papers. I know I have to go through the books. I know there's certain things that I need to go through, and yet this is just too much. I'm going to be here for six months. And some people are sorting through item after item and figuring out who wants it and families coming and look at it, which is a great way to gift it or to give it. And at some point it may become too much. So having a house auction or having an auction company come in and just liquidate essentially everything short of those few mementos and the papers and things that are vital to keep can be really helpful. Yeah, especially if there's furniture that's maybe antiques that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, you can also do uh, there are companies that will buy the entire right. estate belongings like all the stuff in the house right not the house well there are that too yeah. but really most of the time it's the contents of the house yep and they won't buy it at you know huge dollars but they will take everything off your hands and then they sell everything individually mm-hmm. so that may work um, one of the things i would caution about is we've gone into many houses mm. where people are moving and they still have mom and dad's stuff or mom's stuff or whatever. Or aunts. In, or... The, in the house and it's just stored in the basement because they couldn't bring mm-hmm. themselves to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So they brought it into their house. Mm-hmm. So now they have their entire home stuff plus the deceased parents' mm-hmm. stuff in their right. basement. And... Sometimes even, have you found, the kids will go off to university or travel or wherever and they leave their stuff. They do. Like, what is that about? They get married and you still have their stuff. Yeah. I think we still have some wedding gowns in our house. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They they came after. So I brought those back because we had more empty closet space to store the the precious wedding gowns. So that was okay with me. However, I think everything else is now gone. Just to bounce back to the whole give it piece. Recycling it is also a form of regiving it. So there's some great companies. There's the companies like... 1-800-GOT-JUNK, and there's a great guy in Greeley that will come and take your items, and there's usually a cost for that, and that's kind of tossing it. And yet there's also other companies. We have an amazing um, gentleman in our community, Eric, who will come and take the items that you are ready to get rid of, not so much for charity, as he will refurbish them, refurbish, recycle, and then sell them. Yep. And if it's sometimes it's just for scrap metal or mm-hmm. whatever, he'll he'll disassemble and, mm-hmm. and take the metal to to be, you know, recycled by melting it down. And mm-hmm. he doesn't melt it down; he just takes it to. Yeah. So there's lots of ways of giving it, and sort of back to that whole give or gift. I almost wanted to make those two separate topics because there's sometimes things in our house that are no longer a treasure to us, and yet we know it would be a treasure for somebody else, like that fabric that's in my basement. Probably not something I need to move a fourth time. (laughs) I was going to say that, actually, when we moved from Osgood to Greeley, Mm -hmm. there was probably 60 boxes or Rubbermaid bins of stuff that we hadn't opened in the 12 years we lived in Greeley. 
Wow. And probably they shouldn't have made the move to Manatic with us. Some of them didn't. I, know, I actually, one of the ways to help you do that, if it's hard to do because you're attached to your stuff, I don't know why I'm attached to it because I haven't looked at it in a while. I actually had my daughter love come over while we were still living in the house before this one. And we went through my stuff and we actually got rid of 200 boxes of stuff. 200? Bag, yeah, 200 bags boxes of and bags of stuff. Wow. And... That I couldn't have done without her. Some of it was things that she then chose to take. Some of them she took to the clothing exchange so we could give it away that way. Other things went to other family members and some things truly were not worth keeping at all and were simply tossed. And so sometimes it takes a buddy. So a tip here is a buddy system. Get a buddy. Get a buddy. And there's companies, there's amazing organization companies that will come in and organize your stuff and also in the process of organizing your stuff, help you decide what stuff could go. And that is a great way to deal this stuff thing. There are more storage companies that have exploded all over our country and all over our city than more than any other time in history. I know, and Diamond Storage is building storage things as fast as they can because they're all full. Yeah. So are you ever actually going to go back to that stuff? Like, do you actually ever need it? I understand if you're in a small apartment and you need somewhere to store your tires and your winter gear and your summer gear and camping gear and, like, you do that kind of thing. I understand, you know. But we are in a, in a cycle of having too much stuff. Uh, so you maybe want to watch Madame Blueberry from Veggie Tales <laughs> about... Stuff, Martin. I'm not kidding, actually, because yep. it really did help us. I mean, there are those fabric bins. They started out as 60. I think there's six now. Yep, so I have eliminated yes. many. You yes. made it sound so much worse than it really was. No. So I have eliminated most of them because I've given much of it away. Everything that was 100% cotton that could be used for quilting went to a quilting friend, and stuff went to babies clothing, and so much of it is gone, but there are a few bins still, yeah. I think five yeah. or six. Yeah. Yeah. So don't make it sound so bad. So what was really interesting was you were struggling with your closet. I was. So we have a relatively large closet. We do. And it was relatively brimming. Was that the word I mean? It was exploding. It was full. It was exploding. And to tackle that by yourself can feel very ominous. Right. It did. It was daunting. If you have a girlfriend or two come over, Mm -hmm. then you can have a little party. (laughs) And a party, a party. <laughs> okay. and the girls can, you know, try on clothing, and if something you're done with might fit one of the ladies that's coming to help, mm-hmm. it might be a treasure for them. It might go mm-hmm. into the pile to go to the Salvation Army or to the clothing exchange at Trinity Bible Church. Or it happens it might, twice a year. Yes, it does. Or it might go into, uh, you know, the the throwout if it's if it's worn tattered whatever and it isn't really good to give away and so you you created a couple piles right you had the definitely keeping Mm -hmm. that went back on the hangers you put a pile that had the maybes i'm not sure whether i want to get rid of it or not do you know how many were in those maybe piles i think there were three yeah next to nothing but but you had that pile but you had that pile yeah your girlfriend helped you be decisive and then you had the giveaway pile yep and then i had the pile she was taking with her Oh, so okay. I actually had four piles. Okay. She found what things so as we went through it. Yeah. And what was fascinating with that process, I've done it several times now over the last few years, and I did it 
a year ago, and then I did it again six months later with a different friend in a different season, and it was fascinating. I thought I had emptied everything possible out of my closet, and I think I still took, I'm not going to tell you how many more pieces, out of my closet. And what's happened since then is it's actually become very easy for me to take things out of my closet when I come across them, and they're just not quite right anymore, or there's buttons missing or there's extra pulls in them you know or, you know how to sew when you could put a button back on well it depends on how torn it is yes and whether i can find the button and how much shopping i have to do to find a yes. button and, you know yeah. you know what um one lady did which i thought was a really cool idea you mm. might find it helpful for you is they rather than doing that where you spend half a day or a whole day trying things on and mm. it's kind of exhausting right it was she just took a box of safety pins safety pinned the sleeve or the, the pant of everything in her closet. Mm-hmm. And then, I forget whether it was three months or six months later. A season later, a season like a later, full season. Yeah. yeah. Whatever still had a pin on it was Out gone because she didn't wear it. We find that we wear 20 to 30% of our clothes primarily. And mm-hmm. Yes, you got to have that, you know, that special suit or that special whatever. Or that special, special sequin dress, dress that I'm yes, wearing right now. special black you know, dress for, for special occasions. And the question is, do you need six or eight of them? Yes. Yes, you do? <laughs> not well, Probably not. And maybe they're different sizes because, you know, our bodies morph. <laughs> <laughs> Some of our bodies morph. Yes. And so we hang on to the smaller morph stuff because we say, you know what, we're going back to that size. And sometimes the reality is we ain't never going back to that size. No. So you've lost all those, (laughs) uh, which is great. So just finding some criteria. So that is one of the tips on this show. How do you decide? You set a set of criteria for yourself. Maybe it's safety pins. Maybe it's have somebody else that's ruthless to go through it with you and you've got a few parameters. When did you last wear it or how much do you wear it? If you've worn it once in a year, do you still really want it in your closet? Um, Yeah. So just set a parameter and then find a great place to give it to great people to give it to or earn some money from it Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes there's you know you hear about families that Mm. have gone through a fire yep they've lost all their furniture their clothing all their possessions Mm -hmm. what a great time to really be ruthless with your stuff and Mm -hmm. give some away Yep. And then when you're talking about showings, this is more just living day to day that we've talked about up to this point. It's just how do you figure this stuff out, right? You can call places to help you get rid of it. You can get a buddy system. You can set a criteria list. And yet that's still not at all what it's like when it actually comes time to sell in your house. Now the, That's different? Yeah, it's way different. Because I may be willing to live with way more in my house when it's not on the market than I want to make it show ready. I want to make it feel like a model home. And you're thinking, why would I want to do that? It's not one. Well, that's because of TV. Because <laughs> of the amazing shows that are out there that tell us what our home should look like that they don't actually mostly look like. And so if you've got, if buyers have that perspective in their mind of what walking into a home should be like, you want to do what we would call home preparation, premium home preparation, or staging is kind of the common lingo out there. And I don't really like staging because then it's like it's fake, but maybe really it is kind of fake. It is. So maybe it's true. It's it's not realistic Mm. to live that way. No, for most. And yet if you walk into one of the new builders models Mm. and they're 
they're they're decorated lovely. Mm-hmm. I would almost say almost sparsely. Yes. Not over full. Mm-hmm. Um, everything fits. The closets are empty, of course. Now you don't want your closets empty, and you want them spacious. So right. take out spacious. About- spacious is the gig. Yeah. Make it look spacious because a small closet that only has a small number of items in it rather than chock full crammed and you can see the hanger hanging at an angle and you see this piece that's falling on the floor and yes I have lived in that closet this is personal experience speaking um feels very different to a buyer coming in it's almost as though they feel like their stuff can fit even though it's smaller space when it's nicely organized and arranged versus it's a big space, but things are crammed in. It makes you feel like there's not enough room for my yeah. stuff. Yeah. So if you have one of those closets that are all the closets in your house are full, mm. uh, the rule of thumb <laughs> is, <laughs> is take out one third to two thirds of what's in there. Right. And leave the rest. Yep. So yeah. even like a linen closet. And pack it. And pack it. Because you're going to move anyway. If you're planning on moving... Mm-hmm. Put it in boxes. Now, whether you go to a storage unit and store those boxes or you neatly line them in the basement or in the garage, that's fine. Yeah, it is. But start packing. Start packing. And that's actually an amazing approach when you're actually getting your home ready for market is it's not just about storing it like the first conversation we had was store it because you don't need it right now. It's more about storing it because really you're going to move it with you. You're going to want it and you're not using it in the moment to the moment day to day. Something you can do without for right now. So things like that might be seasonal items. So like my hammock and my blow up couch that's outdoors, The you know, those fun air couches. If it's winter and I'm going to be moving before summer the next year, why not pack it before I actually am getting ready to put the house on the market? Mm-hmm. Those kind of, That would be an, an example of something that you might yep. pack or a sporting equipment that's seasonal sporting equipment. Get it ready, put it in boxes. Don't so much line the walls of your basement. This is actually a vital tip. I was just showing property the other day and in the basement, All four walls were lined with boxes on shelves. And so everything was stored neatly. It was pristine, clean. The challenge is can't see them walls. Don't know what's going on behind the walls. And the basement had a slight damp smell. So now we're trapping all the moisture behind the boxes. Mm. Uh, And they were off the floor and they were all on shelving. So then the question was, In a buyer's mind, I guarantee this is a question that runs through a buyer's mind, and maybe it's run through yours. Everything was up off the floor, and it has a slight damp smell. So now, is it because there's usually water on the floor? Is that why it's all up off the floor? So I actually suggested they take about half of the boxes, take them off the shelves that were lined on all four walls, and double stack them against the one set of shelves and stack them from the floor up without the shelving units. Because now I'm sending a very different message. I'm saying the basement doesn't leak. I'm saying you can see most of the foundation walls or you can see more of the foundation walls. So now you can see what's going yeah. on there. And it doesn't still make, it still makes it easy enough to view the space. Yeah. And you are, you don't want things against basement walls because you're trapping moisture behind mm-hmm. there because there's no airflow. Right. It's automatically a damper cooler space mm-hmm. water condenses there so you get more humidity and then you start to build mold and mildew 
So keep the stuff away from the walls, actually. Yeah. Like half a foot or a foot even, so that there's airflow rather than pushed hard、mm-hmm. against the wall. We just sold a home recently, and in fact, when we were doing our pre-inspection, because we will help our clients ensure that things are ready for market, so there's not. As many challenges during inspection, and we found that there was in fact moisture trapped behind beds and behind headboards and behind furniture and behind boxes because things had been jammed against the wall for so long that there was actually mold growth behind all that. Not because there was any moisture penetration. There was no evidence of cracking.、Mm-hmm. We actually had it investigated because the just, smell was so yeah, just bad. Natural dampness in the basement. Right. Run, run a dehumidifier is a great idea. Now, one of the things you may have children, <laughs> and you may be saying, "But my children have so many toys; it's so hard to keep、mm. the house clean." Because、oh. when there's going to be a showing, my kids have torn out all the toys and playing with different things. And what's really interesting is, many of our clients have told us that they pack a bot of the toys away, right? And they allow the child to have one or two special toys. That have a special location that they get put there during the showing, and then what's interesting is when they moved, they would bring out a box, not bring out all the toys right away when they moved. They would actually bring out a box every week or every two weeks or maybe once、mm-hmm. a month, and the child would rediscover their toys. Right, and now they loved them again. So sometimes just rotating what's in your house can be a really good idea, especially with toys and things like that. So keep it in the basement, a couple of bins marked. So even if it gets a little boring, well, there is showings and inspections and all that happening. Switch them out, and that can work really, really well. And now the actual showing time. There is one thing we've not talked about at all. The mad dash. The mad dash. The mad dash. <laughs> It's called the mad dash because what are those things in your house that you need to hide and you need to hide fast? And no, like Ryan said in an earlier show, you don't want to hide them in your dishwasher. You don't want to hide them in your stove because people are looking in there, so that doesn't work because they want to make sure that the house is well cared for, not overstuffed. They're turning the dishwasher on once to test it, and he didn't check, and someone had thrown all the manuals and paperwork and stuff on the top tray in their dishwasher. Yeah, <laughs> to clean off the counters before the inspection. Not a good idea. <laughs> Ideally, you want to find a box or two that you're going to put them in, or maybe there's a special spot in the garage where you can put those things that need to be gone for showings that you can do the mad dash with. Those things would include things like extra toys that maybe you need to have、mm-hmm. out. It could also include things like gates or walkers or things that just clutter yeah, the like space. Yeah, like baby gates. If you can take them down, if they、mm-hmm. come down easily, because it's very difficult for people to open them or maneuver around them to、yep. go upstairs and things. Right. The other mad dash is doggy and kitty things, animal dishes, and animal mats, and dog beds, and. Animal staircase and all of that sort of stuff. Scratch pads. Scratch pads. You want to find a spot, maybe in a storage room, maybe in the garage, where you can put those things for showings. Because here's what's true: even when there is no smell, even when you have been able to keep your animals dry and clean when they're in your house, and they take their great animals, they use their litter box, they go outside. There's no struggle whatsoever. There is no smell in your home from pets, which I've been into thousands of homes that are have lots of pets and there is no evidence. As soon as a buyer sees 
that dog cage or sees that dog bed, all of a sudden they can smell the pet in your house. So you really want to hide those things. You want to take them out of sight, out of mind. It actually makes a difference as to what you're going to sell your house for. So the mad dashlings find a great spot, a few great spots to put those things that are part of the mad dash. Yep, backing yourself out of the room so that you got perfect marks, no footprints. <laughs> the great news is with Berber carpet, that's not as big a deal. So Berber yeah. carpet's more in today or quite common. Well, so is the tall shag now, but it doesn't really show carpet lines either. Yeah. So here's the question. What would you like to hear on a future show? Oh. Because we're just wrapping up and this, these shows are all about you. Yeah, they and are. we want them to be inform- in, can I talk? informative <laughs> <laughs> and educational. And so mm. please email us at info at decorteam.com with your questions that you would like to hear about on a future show. Mm-hmm. And we would love to put that on for you. Right. Because was it helpful to learn about how to decide what stays and what goes? So... That came from somebody that said, what stays, what goes. So you know, we know, and you know, you have great, right? Now I can't talk. Now between the two of us, we're rambling. It must be the end of the show. Have an amazing day, and let's continue to move forward together, making great decisions around where we live.